welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. I'm Doc from Man of Steel Answers Insight Commentary. You can find me and my podcast at manofsteelanswers.com. And today we're talking about minute numbers. I almost said zero eight. Minute zero eight? Zero eight, because I wrote it in zero. <laughs> minute number eight of Suicide Squad, which is going to start and end with uh, what I call Deadshot's Leverage, um, which is an 11 year old honor student named Zolotin. That's her full name? 11 year old honor student, yeah. What? <laughs> Zoe? Zoe. 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 He says E. He says E, man. Yeah, but that's a nickname, right? No, Zoe is, is that's like the full name. No, she's credited as Zoe. Z-O-E. Z-O-E. I'm pretty sure you pronounce that as it, Zoe. It, it, it's a different saying. Uh, yeah, it's a different spelling of Zoe. So the E is pronounced? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Zoe. I've seen it spelled with a Y at the end. That's, um, yeah, like typical Zoe, spelling, Zoe. yeah. Typical spelling, Zoe okay, so... Is that how she spells her name? I, I'm assuming so. But Zoe is a full name. Zoe. A, I just thought it was like a cute nickname. Yeah, Zoe. Wait, so in this minute, when he says Zoe, it is subtitled as Zoe. And no, he just, Zoe is, that's how you say that. But I'm saying in the context of the of the um, subtitles, is it, I'm trying to find it right now. Look at her name Zoe right here. Zoe is the, is the spelling for the pronunciation Zoe. Yes. Okay. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were okay. No, no, no. And then white people put a Y at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Just because. Okay. Okay. Well, Zoe Lawton is played by uh, Shailen Pierre Dixon. Um, so let me just get that out real quick. Um, but yeah, this is this is the the uh, the start of Amanda Amanda Waller. <laughs> Amanda. Amanda. You North Eastern. <laughs> the names are just falling apart completely. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Amanda. Amanda Waller. <laughs> and it'll be fired. Uh, oh my gosh. Oh uh, man. Amanda Waller explaining how everyone has a weakness and weaknesses can be leveraged. So here we are in Gotham around Christmas time. And it is Floyd Lawton and Zoe Lawton. Uh, are they Christmas shopping? Because she's, I'm assuming she's, she's got toys. Getting everything. Yeah, you got already. Santa. Like, you got the lights. You've got the snow. I, yeah, it's it's got to yeah. be yeah. holiday. But shopping. it's not. Not even like it's just like, hey, Merry Christmas! Now let's go shopping. What if they're not celebrating? He's got Christmas, two million dollars. Once you get two yeah. million dollars, and it's Christmas, the whole month becomes Christmas month at that point. <laughs> you want and Santa Claus? We'll buy him too. It's one of those things where it's like the divorced parents. Like you take the kids shopping, and okay, well for Christmas you get to buy whatever you want, which we all know. No kid wants to do, but yet we'd, we'd still do it. Um, what do you mean? Speaking from experience, man. You don't want what? You want okay, your so together you, as opposed to like two Christmases or that, and you don't want to go and like pick out your own gifts. You want to be surprised. That's the whole right. point of it. And that's yeah. like that's the vibes that I got. It was yeah. like, okay, I got two million in the bank. We're gonna go Christmas or holiday shopping, shopping spree, and uh, you just pick out what you want, sweetie. Oh. I mean, yeah, it's all, but at the yeah. same time, it's it, you know, you, you want to be surprised. Yeah. Um, uh, can I go back to that uh, leverage line real quick? Yeah, go for sure. It. Yeah, I, I, 
I feel like in that line, you're getting Waller's, you know, upside down perspective, this inverted view of the world, because in a normal, like moral society, uh, by default, we already think of, you know, family and love and attachment as strength, motive, and power, right? That's the thing that gets you up in the morning when you're going to work, knowing that you're doing it for your family, the people that you love. And here, Waller's like perverting it. She's like uh, pointing to it as weakness and leverage, right? A person can't be leveraged. A person who can't be leveraged is a person who can't be motivated. A person who doesn't have wants, uh, desires, hopes, dreams, or aspirations. And Waller's calling that weakness. If Waller's calling that weakness, then I want to be weak. You know, we have those kind of inversions in the world. You know, the first will be last, uh, live by the sword, die by the sword. Uh, you know, your power is made perfect in weakness. So these aren't radically new ideas, uh, but they're established in our culture and in ancient wisdom. And and just in a generic sense, right? Family is a good thing. But Waller is pointing to family and saying, no, I see that as leverage. I see that as your weakness. And it's 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 an insight into how Waller views things. So. Yeah. And um, I mean, we, we also see it in, in Dawn of Justice as well, because like we were talking about earlier, like the motivation is almost the same with Lex Luthor and Batman is, is that that feeling of powerlessness, you know, like, you know, Amanda Waller is is doing this because feeling powerful it excites her like that's what she wakes up for you know yeah and this, so this keeps coming up in these movies like in man of steel fair feora calls out cal's morality you know zod says if you love these humans so much and then lex uses superman's past his mother and lois and the world to manipulate persecute and kill him but if you if you think about all those things superman's past his mother his uh lois his morality his love for humanity those are also all the things that give him strength the things that help him to endure, uh, the motivation to persist, uh, you know, the ability to sacrifice and earn that immortal uh, martyr status. So I, I love that all these films up to this point are like following those kind of themes and following those kinds of uh, lessons and building this sort of cohesive idea. Wonder Woman and uh, The Flash, they kind of go through, well, Wonder Woman in this universe kind of goes through it in the sense that she's, wrestling with this idea of trying to control humans fate in like in the quest for peace and all that. And and then in the end to, to realize that it's not controllable, that you can't control it. And then learning that lesson and then moving forward to try to combat the evil in the world in a different way, by by not, you know, forcing people to shake hands like that could be seen as, okay, I understand that I I've reached a conclusion that I can't do that. So I will go about it a different way. It's the same thing with Flash when in regarding Flashpoint, like trying to save your mother and then realizing that that quest to control needs to be let go kind of thing, you know? Uh, yeah. I'm not oh. hearing you guys. Oh, <laughs> did we uh, cut out there? Yeah. Um, okay. Sorry. We're um, back. We got it. Oh, it, okay. it was sorry, a, sorry. It was a good, no, it's all good. It was a good cut. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Switch to a new topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when this uh, when this film just started filming, I, I, I believe this scene right here was like the first official exclusive photo. You know how they always do like first yeah. look at yeah. this film. I, I, I'm pretty sure this was the first look where we saw uh, Will Smith as Deadshot, and like it was like here's the first image in this outfit, and I think people were like, 
you know, already grasping for straws. Like, what's going on? Like, you know, taking his daughter. It's like Gotham. It's in Christmas time. People are thinking like Tim Burton's Batman again. That's the, I always, yeah. yeah. I mean, the only thing, Gotham and that just, sort of like just seeing holiday city time. At night and, with yeah. Christmas stuff. And, and for snowing, some reason, you're going it's just Gotham Batman city. Returns. Yeah. It's exactly. always just Batman Returns, um, which I think plays into uh, into effect um, tomorrow. So uh, save that. Oh yeah, yeah. Save yeah. That. anything regarding um, yeah the Batman. We'll we'll save for tomorrow. Uh, so a little thing that I wanted to point out though um, about this Deadshot outfit is that in this little art book here, it uh, it it I was I was curious before we started recording. I was really curious as to where this outfit drew from if there was ever uh, a depiction of of Deadshot wearing this cool 1970s just coat with like this cowboy hat I, I don't know I like again it was a thing that reminded me of Jim West and I was like dang I I'm I'm digging Will Smith I like it I'm I'm in it for his Deadshot I want to is it a cowboy hat? I don't know what the hat is I, I, I Dude, he looks like it's he's a nice, just a yeah. I mean, the jacket, Cad is. Bane bounty hunter hat. He's just he's yeah, doing it. He's yeah, just got yeah. a cowboy. He's he is a he's a cowboy. I think you um, could say it's sort of in a way a throwback to the uh, very original um, with like the top hat. Exactly, Deadshot yeah. perspective. But that top hat dude is through the perspective of like a rich white dude, whereas yeah. this is through the perspective of you know throwback fashion for his experience in America as opposed to a you know random white dude who wears yeah exactly dresses up as a magician or whatever um (laughs) the jacket apparently was his father's so a little background on the character uh this is the character's father or yeah deadshot's father's um deadshot's father's so it's supposed to depict deadshot's dedication towards family as Mm -hmm. well as we see it with zoe and uh, again in having this throwback to this jacket the jacket seems out of place you know it looks like a 1970s jacket it's cool it's awesome it looks like someone like a father would have passed down to you when you got to be you know a teenager or something like that it It does does seem seem a little dated um so it, it does say that it's his father's jacket he wears it as a sign of dedication to family much like how you see going on forth where he's dedicated to zoe and so on and so forth so our motivation for deadshot again motivation same as leverage is his family mm. yeah and it shows that sort of mixture of good and evil that we all have inside of us you mm-hmm. know uh doesn't matter that he's a contract killer doesn't matter that he's a criminal he still has some of those values yeah. the, that self-worth as a person he has attachments to his his parents to his children, yeah. and, and and I love that when Waller introduces Zoe, she just sums him sums her up with that one word uh, honor student. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. you put on your bumper sticker, right? That's how yeah. you sum up that she's on the straight and narrow. And it's kind of important to remember that you know it doesn't matter if our parents are negligent or contract killers; we can still be different. We can still be good and decent people apart from uh, apart from that sometimes. And, yep. and I think that's what this scene is showing. It's showing that Zoe, despite her parents being uh, divided, uh, separated. I, I'm a, no, I'm avoiding some uh, <laughs> negligent. Let's say <laughs> her there mother being okay, negligent perfect. and and uh, uh, um, uh, delinquent and, and, and Deadshot <laughs> dead himself being uh, a criminal person, elusive. Uh, she, yeah, you can still see that she's caring. She's trying to take care of her mom. She's trying to you know hold things together. Um, and, and I just love how they, so they, they paint so much of a picture of Zoe's life in just like three lines, right? Like all we know about Lawton's ex is 
uh, what she's, she stays in bed. She stays out all night. Uh, and then Zoe feels like she has to take care of her. But yeah, as soon as you, add, girl. yeah, as soon as you add that, um, picture of, uh, Zoe making pancakes into the mix, you could practically like smell that scene. You can yeah, imagine the like completely, uh, messed up apartment and Zoe just mm-hmm. being the one there taking care of the, like slumped over the couch, whatever mother. And it's just so much imagery packed into like a tiny little scene. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's also familiar imagery of us, you know, being fans of of this comics and, mm-hmm. and the series and everything. We can already picture that rundown Gotham apartment that she's mm-hmm. stuck in with, yeah. you know, the dead deadbeat mom and doing these things and yada yada yada. Like we already it, perfect imagery, like you said. I mean, it, it works. Um, one more thing about his outfit that he's got on: the turtleneck. <laughs> Classic turtleneck. Deadshot usually sports a turtleneck when he's not uh, in costume, but also when he is in costume, if he takes his mask off, it's like that white wrapping goes yeah, all the way up his got, neck. He's got this. Deadshot's usually depicted in going on like a turtleneck. I remember also in they had Justice League, the TV show, the animated one. Um, yes. What are we calling it? Justice League Universe. Justice League JLU. Universe. Yeah. Um, there was the unlimited, task force. I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. I yeah, think it was in the unlimited podcast. where they had the, the task force task force X episode yep. where they broke into force the space X station. Episode. Floyd Lawton. Everybody had turtlenecks on, but it was Floyd Lawton that like started the episode in a turtleneck. He started the turtleneck. Train. Yeah, he he was in like the uh, brown coat with the mm-hmm. black turtleneck and the mustache looked like a Frenchman. <laughs> As he does not look here. <laughs> no, different. Yeah, yeah. But not I mean, French at all. But typically, no. Yeah, that's. Uh, the, I think the even, like, even regardless of you know, like pay, paying the homages to the characters, like he does invoke a sense of of presence. You know, like oh yeah, like he he's. We talked about it yesterday, where he's like he's he's making this statement universally about who he is as an individual and as a person of success that he has made for himself. And this is, this is legit a power suit. This is a, a a power wardrobe. And, you know, like he's, he's kind of going back to, to what you were saying about Zoe doc is, is the fact that yes, she's, she's an honor student because um, you know, they've, how do I, how do you say it? they've changed their 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 stripes kind of thing like they've changed like who they are as a person and they're they're I saw they're that fighting, movie. It was about a zebra fighting against the oppression of, that Gotham City puts on people of their kind and it's like you are lower class you are going to be like like just the utmost gravity is placed upon you mm-hmm. and even if what he does is is wrong like morally like it's it's backed by by virtue not by vice kind of thing and so like they're using that to become successful you know so it's just like it is such a powerful statement seeing just this this mother or father and daughter of like beating the game kind of thing that gotham city is you know yeah um that's really all I have for this one. That's what you got. Um, yeah, this is Gotham City. This is it's a big moment for for Zoe and uh, really for for Floyd Lawton because we're seeing what makes him tick. You know, we're yeah. seeing like his motivation, and, and it's it's good motivation. It really is. It's good motivation. It's not like it's not really like the other ones where it's like 
you know, we're, we want to get out, just get out because we, we have our own issues that we're dealing with. It's like he doesn't really have an issue or something that he's running from. Or He seems like the more like he's just there to do his time. Yeah. To, and then he's going to get out. Like, like the only difference. I like what yeah. Doc brought it up again. Like his origin was that he wanted to be a vigilante, a crime fighter, not yeah. even a vigilante, just a crime fighter. He wanted to be a better version of Batman. He wanted to end all the crime with, you know, uh, hidden uh what is what is the uh ulterior motives there you go ulterior motives. um but he at, at the heart of it he still wanted to do good and then you throw again you throw the leverage of his family in it and then that is going to make him want to do even better yeah. <laughs> uh, two yeah. two lines i want to cover uh, yeah th- there's the one part where he says that's not true that's a lie she's lying to you i mean that's as about as bold faced as it can. he's lying straight to her face saying, yeah, uh, I don't kill people. Uh, mm-hmm. She's lying to you. Uh, and uh, the, the, the irony there, I, I always like to point out irony, like uh, I guess Snyder's films has sort of like kind of uh, attuned me to that. But the irony of that is that, uh, you know, this is a contract killer killer. His word is his bond. So the underworld has more reason to trust his word than his own daughter, right? Like if he mm-hmm. tells Angelo, you got 10 seconds, otherwise this guy's going free. Angelo believes him to the tune of $2 million. But he's saying directly to his own daughter, that's not true. That's an, a lie. She's lying to you. But he's not He's not telling the truth, right? But she knows it. She can see right through it. And and the, the line that I love most, the reason I asked for these minutes is, uh, and I think it's like the theme of the whole film, is like her saying, you know, Daddy, I know you do bad things. Don't worry. I still love you. I, I love this line. I love it because it's true. It's what we need. We've all messed up one time or another. We've all fallen short. We've all done bad things. But it doesn't matter. We all still need love. We still need acceptance. We, we need the loved ones in our lives to tell us not to worry, right? To say, uh, you know, that we don't care that you messed up. I still love you. So I love Zoe's unconditional love. And, and how it lands on him. He like, it, that, that's, that's the biggest blow he takes in this movie. Her, her saying to, you know, that, that she still loves him, even though she knows he, he's fallen short in her eyes. And, yeah. uh, you know, go and do that. Find somebody today to say that, you know, sincerely to, uh, because it's easy to, you know, write people off after like a single transgression or whatever. But, you know, the world doesn't work if everybody has to be perfect or flawless or, you know, always consistent. Just, you know, Try to show people a little grace, forgiveness, whatever. Even in the legal world, we have things like pardons and expungements. So, uh, you know, uh, let things let things go sometimes. <laughs> let you know, forgive some people, give some grace. Uh, it's true, and and you know, that's why I love this uh, message of the film. That 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 central Aww. statement. That's <laughs> good. You you use yeah. the term unconditional love. That is a term that I've. Um, more so now with uh, with age been growing more accustomed to and been able to uh, to point out better and uh, I definitely feel it and also I mean one those acting chops on Big Willie style where his eyes are welling up when she says that yeah Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. yeah that's getting me <laughs> yeah that's and the best uh, that's one thing I'm telling it. you anytime Will Smith is on screen I am just dead focused on that man dead focused so, like so charismatic yeah, yeah. Like yeah. anything. Oh yeah. Anything. The charisma. Like he just exudes charisma. Yeah. And so and I he, see why they You can tell that yeah. he's 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 casting. an actor. Yeah. <laughs> applaud, applaud, man. Applause. Um, yeah, and, and 
you know, if, if there was any defense for him lying to his daughter, I mean, like, he's so ashamed that he has to to lie about, like, you know, what he does. He's like, he wants the best for her so much. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it what he does, he enjoys, but he's ashamed to admit that he enjoys it. It's almost like in Breaking Bad where, you know, Walter White is yeah. ashamed that, until the very end that he, you know, he's like, you know, I, I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing it this whole time, but mm-hmm. it's like, he supported his family with it, and he doesn't doesn't want the, him doesn't want Zoe to to know that that's what he does. But the fact that she says that just that is the I think that's supposed to deflate yeah. the lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's like it's like the miracle response that he just wants his daughter to love him. Yeah, you know. And I, I think it's such a such a good moment. Um, uh, it's like. I'm sold. This this minute right here, individual minute is like, all right, I I'm completely sold. Let's let's go. Let's let's uh let's do it. Um, this is your, yeah. That's this is the uh um uh you are my son side uh, moment for this movie or the you are my world kind of moment for this movie. You know what I'm saying? Oh so. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of those things in 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 this just um in the DC cinematic universe, when it comes to like character building, not, not to get to point A from point A to point B, but why we're going from point A to point B. Like it's that to me is more important. You know, like we're not showing suicide squad off for you to, to be like, Oh, this is how they formed. Uh, It's like, why are these characters being, being put together and why are we telling the story? And it's, it's a, little bit of a like redemption a little bit of forgiveness you know kind of like following on those on those threads you know and that stuff has legs Uh you can definitely see a dead shot movie in the future you can see him popping up in other places and these motivations can carry through easily no problem and those legs go all the way to the ground let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) uh it's it's got what i call replay value replay of Replayability, replay replayability. value. Replayability. Is replay value just for video replay games? Replay value, replayability. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Re- quoting those old Game Pro magazines. The the replayability, where you rewatch these movies, especially like Dawn of Justice, like you rewatch it because you, you didn't need. Uh, what's a good example? Um, Doctor Strange. Uh, I don't want to pick out a, a good Marvel example movie. of like a like of the opposite. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like something that you watch. That you go, okay, hangover, the first hangover, right? Yeah. And so you go, okay, well, what's the mystery and what's the solution? Oh, yeah, Sherlock and, Holmes. And it's like, okay, well, the conclusion is that Dylan or whatever his name was on the roof. Can you Dylan? watch? I don't know what his name was, but can you watch that movie again Doug. and still be excited about, you know, no, because you already got to point B and you now you so know what happens. You already know how it goes. So why watch the movie again? Well, with films like this and Donald Justice, like you're seeing. It's the character. It's not so much the character development again, how they go from point A to point B, but why they do. Yeah, and so that's Just why you keep watching them over and over again. And so, and yeah. yet, there's films like Memento, where it's the complete opposite, and yet it works, and it won all those awards. <laughs> <laughs> but do you keep watching it? Well, Memento I've seen takes Memento... a long time to unravel, though. Yeah, that, that's a that's a hard mission to the first time you come out of that theater to be like, I understood. Everything a hundred percent. No, that is that is I, that person's lying. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I uh, and 
So replayability yeah. for this movie is to watch the redemption of Deadshot. Well, not just him specifically, but like just well, yeah, maybe. I think it's getting to know the characters, <laughs> getting to know the personalities, yeah, and then you get a sense of like how would they react in a different situation, in a different movie, in a different story. Uh, I think yep. that th- this movie builds that more than like the plot, right? Like the secret of HVT one. Okay. That's plot, but that's not really what drives this movie. And that that's, that's not really a big deal for that revelation. It's, it's how do I enjoy these characters uh, in this situation? And then how is that going to be translated into uh, another movie? And I think one of the reasons people want to see Harley so much in all these other movies is because she was nailed. Uh, she, she was, they nailed it here. They, they successfully, uh, characterized her in a way that leaves open the door for more stories. And uh, that, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that this movie really executed on. It created a lot of uh, open-ended characters without nailing down too much to say like, okay, their mm-hmm. entire story is told. It's the end of that. It's a, it's the end of this character. You never have to see them again. Um, I think, I think they really developed uh, at least the beginnings of a lot of psychology so that you can uh, enjoy them later. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it totally. Uh, in given this situation within this film, like this story, we're seeing multiple characters, and and we're analyzing how a whole group of characters, why each individual one of them is driven to do something against their wishes, and so it's a big character study. You know, like what's driving this person, what's driving that person to do things that they don't want to do. And, Again, it's. The, I mean, and, that's the same way of wa- watching this movie through the eyes of Harleen Quinzel. Yeah, it's like that's that's the way I'm seeing it. Maybe she's and responsible also, for all those interstitials, right? Like, because yeah, they have a little bit yeah. humor of it to them. They're they're a little bit crazy. So, she's actually one writing then, that dossier. I don't know. <laughs> they all see. I mean, it, we've been saying multiple times that the graphics do seem more Harley Quinn related than than Suicide Squad related as a whole, and so like everything's got like kind of like carnival effects and yeah, that neon and the graffiti green yeah, and purple yeah. and she has the subplot and all this yeah. man it's just in her head just replaying it mm. <laughs> all right well we're gonna go ahead and wrap up for today but if you enjoyed everything you heard find us on the facebook group the dc cinematic minute listener society let us know what you thought about today's minute or if any other minutes you're catching up on whether it be man of steel minute or dawn of justice minutes and also follow us on all social media at DCEU Minute. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number nine of Suicide Squad Minute.